You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, so we're going to go on over to that home daycare center and get to Ryan Callahan on the other side of town. And if we're going to Ryan, I think you probably know why we're having a breaking news edition of this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. But just to remove all doubt, let's go ahead and get to Ryan. Ryan, what's up, and why are we having a uh, another one of these? Well, it's uh, it's that time of year. We're getting into uh, sort of peak recruiting season and Tennessee uh, continuing its, uh, well, not hot streak, but they've kind of just been a steady stream of, of uh, additions uh, in, in recent weeks. And, uh, and they've continued that with uh, the commitment of four-star running back Peyton Lewis of Salem, Virginia, a uh, top 247 prospect, a guy who's kind of skyrocketed in the rankings over the past few months kind of well kind of burst onto the scene all at once he he went from sort of unrated and off the radar not not a whole lot of big offers to starting to pile up offers beginning around you know January February and and then rated a a four star in, in no time so uh definitely a guy that that is uh, has has seen his stock rise in recent months coming off a, an impressive junior season uh, a really fast running back. Uh, that's that's the bottom line here. A guy with some serious speed. Recently ran a ten five in the one hundred meters. So uh, definitely an impressive track guy that that brings that speed to the football field as well and gives you some some versatility that I think should should fit well in, in Tennessee's backfield and um, beat out some pretty good teams for him. The, the main competition in the end, you know, that was really Tennessee and South Carolina uh, were were the finalists, but. You know, Penn State and, uh, and and some other major programs were involved. He, he announced a top six that included Georgia and Alabama. And that's not to say he was uh, a, a take for either of those teams. Georgia hasn't officially even offered. We, we don't have that offer on his list right now because he told me that offer was not made official. But he sort of counted it as one because he acted like Georgia let him know that he was going to get an offer if they ever got to, to see him in person or something that. Something to that effect. So anyway, I don't think he officially, officially had that Georgia offer in Bama. Not sure he's like at the top of their board, but he was at least in play for schools like that. So uh, so clearly a guy who's, whose stock has has risen a lot in the last few months and someone that Tennessee has, has coveted for a while. And they've, I think, been in good shape really since the first time he visited back in early March and, and now getting him uh, locked in before the summer uh, a really nice pickup here for Tennessee to get a highly ranked running back with with that kind of speed yeah that was my question there one of the the questions that I had Ryan was was when you look at at the you know this, this offer list you know nearly three dozen obviously the the heavy hitters are, are have either offered him or are you know right on the cusp of offering him so this is obviously a legitimately very very good player you look up the rankings and he's just soaring but I wonder if this is another one of those situations where Tennessee kind of got in early while the getting was good and and maybe had a good eval here that that really they they got onto something here before other people did. 
yeah, a, a little bit of that for sure. But I, I think they had a little bit of a natural connection here uh, that that helped them in some ways too. Uh, Tennessee was was a school that that he was just naturally drawn to as soon as he got that offer. But they were in there before some other teams, and that, that definitely helped uh, right before or right after Tennessee offered, which was I believe on February sixth, uh, early February. They they got in there uh, uh, pretty pretty quickly coming off the the January period when coaches were on the road and, and you saw several other programs offer in the weeks after that. So Tennessee did beat some other teams to the punch and that maybe helped them make sure they got him on campus uh, on March 4th, that weekend for their junior day, right after the February dead period ended. So that maybe helped Tennessee get a, get a leg up. And, uh, you know, he Peyton Lewis admitted to me and, and he's, he's sort of known for weeks that this was what he wanted to do and, and when he wanted to announce his decision. But, uh, but, but, that first visit pretty much from then, you know, Tennessee was the team to beat and you know, they were, they were one of the teams to beat. I think from the time they offered, he, he mentioned that he, he and his family have spent some time in, in the, you know, Gatlinburg pigeon forge area on vacations before they're from, they're from Southwest Virginia near, near Roanoke. So they're not too far down the road from, from Knoxville about a four hour drive. So that's, you know, an area of Virginia where, where there's not always a ton of top level talent, but when there is, that's a part of Virginia, Tennessee. Is, yeah, put, has put, obviously some. Put a pin in that. I want to ask you about that in the second segment for sure, because I have questions about that. But go on. Yeah, so uh, not not a place that they, they go into a lot um, because there's not always that that type of player there. But when there is, that's that's a part of Virginia that, that Tennessee has a has a chance to be a, a factor there, probably, uh, especially with the in-state schools. Being a bit down, you know, Virginia Tech's not been much of a factor nationally in recent years compared to maybe, you know, where they were 15, 20 years ago. So so that's been a, a place where they, you know, have had some opportunities here and there, but just not many very consistently. Uh, and given his proximity to Knoxville, I think he always was um, pretty interested in Tennessee and, and knew that was obviously a, a nearby SEC school and and a place that he he was really uh, just, just interested in from the start. So, uh, and once he visited, you know, it sort of made them the, the team to beat. So, uh, I, I think he's a really good fit for Tennessee's offense too, and we can get into that more in, in a minute. But certainly, Tennessee's offense a, a selling point for for Peyton Lewis, and uh, just seemed like a, a pretty natural fit. You know, just just my my first time talking with him. You know, he he seemed like the type of guy who who would fit in really well with with Tennessee's staff and and Jerry Mack, the running backs coach. I think did a, did a nice job with him. And uh, as you saw, some other other guys on the running back board start to. Uh, start to have their their list of favorites kind of come into focus throughout the spring. It, you you kind of start to get the sense like, okay, this this guy might be tough to land. Others, you know, not not sure where they are on the board. Peyton Lewis looked like the one that was kind of the best combination of moving up the board at that time and, and, and end up being a pretty high priority. And then just a, a really a realistic option. And, and and even though he kept piling up offers. Tennessee kind of remained right there at the top of his list. So it just seemed like one that for a while now, what well, was going to be a natural fit. And that's, that's sort of how it turned out. Yeah. And you never know how, how, how rankings will end up. Right. I mean, some of these kids, I mean, you know, there, there could be right now a kid who ends up being a five-star right now that, that a lot of us, you know, for whatever reason are not big on, you know, or we don't know much about them yet, or there could be guys who are five stars now who end up not being five stars at the end. So you never know. These are early days. 
But still, I mean, right now, this is a kid who's a top 10 running back prospect. So if you've got an in on a, on a top 10 running back prospect and he fits your system and he wants to commit to your school, I mean, this is exactly what you want to, to at this point in this process, isn't it? I mean, a, a really good player, a kid who fits you personality-wise, fits your scheme and, and wants to be there. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, like we said at the start, more than 30 offers and, and schools like, like Penn state and, and Alabama that have offered uh, that that's a, you know, that big 10 sec, that a little bit of everything was, uh, was in the running for, uh, for, for Peyton Lewis. So over the past few months, so even if he wasn't number one on the list for, for all those schools and, and, you know, just a top target for Alabama and schools like that, just the fact that he had that kind of interest and, and, and those kinds of schools looking at him that hard, uh, I, I think obviously says a lot. And he's the type of running back Tennessee's not been able to get in, in the past couple classes. Bingo. Uh, Bingo. A, a lot of times. Yep. They, uh, you know, they've, they've gotten some nice players, I think. Certainly Dylan Sampson. Cameron Selden looks like he's got the chance to be that type of guy. But even his offer list was not as impressive as Peyton Lewis's for whatever reason. Uh, if, if you look into those kinds of things, he was at a very rural school uh, in a part of Virginia that didn't get a lot of foot traffic from coaches and things like that because they weren't convenient to D.C. or anywhere nearby. Um, so that, there were some maybe reasons for that. And he wasn't just a straight-up running back coming out of high school. He was sort of an athlete that thought he was a wide receiver and, and now looks like he might be starting his career. Uh, well, it looks like he is starting his career as a, as a running back. So uh, you 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 know, you've had to kind of look around, Tennessee has, to, to find some good running backs. Justin Williams-Thomas looked like a pretty good one. Ended up being a four-star late in, in the 2020, uh, what, 2022 class, I guess. Um, but he he didn't pan out and was out after one year. So uh, they, they've sort of had trouble getting guys like this that were that were priorities earlier in the year. So this is a, a nice pickup for Tennessee in that sense to finally be able to get one of these types of guys that they coveted, uh, that they were that they were in on pretty early and, and that they uh, that they had to beat out some good competition for. So a nice recruiting win here for Tennessee. And, you know, sometimes it it. It, it takes finding the right fit sometimes. In this case, again, for for a lot of reasons, location, uh, just the fact that he was sort of drawn to Tennessee initially, even though you know not 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 a lifelong fan or anything, but certainly a guy that had some uh, some uh, maybe some affinity uh, for Tennessee and some other schools. Um, but just the, the fact that it it seemed like a fit on on multiple fronts certainly helped uh, Tennessee in this case. But still big for them to to win a battle for a player uh, of this caliber and someone that frankly I think landing him at this time is a big deal for Tennessee. If a kid like this, if he goes into the summer and, and camps at some of those schools, say Georgia, for instance, uh, it, it, you know, if he, if he goes into the summer, still looking for more offers instead of kind of knowing where he wants to go, it could maybe play out a lot differently. Um, no doubt a kid with this kind of speed, I think could have had a, a pretty big time recruiting battle uh, on his hands uh, in the, in the coming months, if he wanted to play it out that way. But to Tennessee's credit, they they were kind of able to lock this one up really by, I, I think, before the end of April uh, and, and really kind of help him uh, reach a conclusion uh, to his recruitment sooner than, than maybe some schools would have hoped for because I think some, some people were hoping to, to maybe get a closer look at him this summer and weren't able to with Tennessee kind of sealing the deal. Is this a, uh, this a Jerry Mack special? Uh, I, I guess I, every recruitment's kind of a full – full staff deal but but was this i i see we have him listed anyways as the as the primary recruiter was this was this mac with some assists from others who who, who all was in on this one yeah my, primarily jerry mac for sure uh you know obviously like you said it's it's always kind of all hands on deck and and tennessee always has or often has some support staffers who who do a good job and i, I think that that was the case in this one as well with some 
uh, some guys like Max Thurman involved, but also Joey Halsley, uh, the offensive coordinator, did go up to see him uh, this spring during the uh, spring evaluation period. So that, um, that you know, it, it has been more of a staff-wide approach. But yeah, Jerry Mack has, has kind of had the, the the strongest relationship there and, and and did a nice job in this one. And you know, they they, they built a, a pretty good bond, and uh, I think they they spent a lot of time together when when he was down in Knoxville. Uh, in mid-April, the weekend of the uh, the orange and white game, he, he kind of spent a couple days in town and was able to to spend spend more time with with Jerry Mack and get to know him a lot better. And they they seem to to click pretty well. Jo- Josh Heupel obviously has has been involved as he often is with uh, with a lot of top targets. So it, it it always is more of a staff approach, or usually is with this staff, but. Certainly, Jerry Mack gets the gets the credit and, and did a nice job with Peyton Lewis. And we got a lot more to discuss about Peyton Lewis. This is another big get for Tennessee. This is a big, uh, a, a big, big time prospect at a big time position where you would like to stack players every year and get multiple guys and have options there in the backfield. And so this is this is a big one. This is one Tennessee fans should be happy about. It's one Tennessee staff is certainly very happy about. And we have more to discuss about it. But before we do that, we're going to step away for just a second, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. And then we'll be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Money! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. Talking Tennessee football, recruiting on this breaking news edition of the podcast. Peyton Lewis, a four-star running back, uh, top 247 running back prospect from the great Commonwealth of Virginia, has added his name to the commitment list for the Tennessee Volunteers. This young man rated number 141 overall nationally uh, by 24-7 sports analysts, also the number nine running back prospect and the number one prospect in the state of Virginia. And he's close to those ratings in the industry-generated 24-7 sports composite, too. So certainly a young man who across the board is considered a very good prospect. This is a big, big win for Tennessee on the trail, a really, really nice get to a class that already looks really nice and and now looks even nicer. we got lots more to discuss about it, but, but before we do that, just a quick quick request from our end. If you could take about a minute out of your day right now, go in there, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We really would appreciate it. If you're just listening there on the website, govols247.com, nothing wrong with that. No wrong way to consume this podcast, but since we're doing it for free, I don't think it's too much to ask to go in there and take a minute, rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod, you can find this podcast. And tell your friends to go find it too. Show it to them. Hit that Hit that uh, share function, right? Tell people you see around town. Tell people you see at church and uh, walking around golf courses this time of year, certainly. On vacation at the beach, right? People are always telling us that Tennessee fans are all over the world and that you see them. I mean, we've, you've seen in the past couple weeks just on our board, people talk about, you know, Israel and, and Australia and several places in Europe, just places across the world where they see people who uh, see fellow Vols fans out there. Tell people about this podcast. We, we would appreciate you doing that. And if you're already doing that, thank you. We love you. If not, 
I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Ryan, back to, to business here. When you say that, that Peyton Lewis is a good fit for Tennessee, what, what, what does that mean? Because that's something that I think we talk to people about a lot when you say this guy, whether it's baseball at, at Tennessee or basketball or football or whatever it is, we'll tell people this kid just kind of feels like a fit for the program. Um, and you obviously talked to him. I, I've never spoken to the young man. You have. What, what, what about him feels like a fit for Tennessee? Yeah, well, I, I think in some ways on and off the field, but I, I would start with just as a running back. He seems like the type he's, – he's built a little bit like the types of guys that we've seen Tennessee rely on so far under Josh Heupel. And we, we've talked about this before with running backs. They, they, have, they have tried to, to bring in a variety of guys, and there's a reason for that. They are perfectly willing to, to sign some bigger backs. As a matter of fact, some of the other guys that w- they're still recruiting uh, in the 2024 class, and, and we'll touch on that a, a little more in a few minutes – uh, in, include some bigger guys. Uh, Braylon Russell, a four-star out of Arkansas, who's a former Arkansas commitment, is a, is a big, big kid, around 235 pounds or so. He is. Uh, they've recruited recruited some others uh, uh, that are built a little bit like him too. So they uh, obviously took Khalifa Keith in the 2023 class uh, that'll be on campus uh, here, here here very soon. So you know, ha- having some guys like that um, and, and recruiting some other guys like that, they're they're not just looking for. 190 to 200 pound running backs but when you're looking for an every down running back in this offense that's kind of what the staff seems to look for a lot of times and and what we've seen thrive under them so far with you know Jabari Small, Jalen Wright, those types of guys and and it looks like what that's what you have here uh in in Peyton Lewis so I I like that uh he's he's got the 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 long distance speed obviously to take one to the house from from anywhere on the field um but he you know he plays in a in an offense where he's uh, I, I kind of like that he's he's in a sort of old school offense. Uh, he plays in a little bit of I formation uh, type stuff uh, at, at his school and has has done that in the past. And so he's learned how to follow his blockers, run between the tackles, despite not being a 220 pound guy. You know, he's he's learned to play with uh, with some physicality for for a guy that's more known for his speed. And, and I think he has pretty good vision too. It looks like he. He knows how to follow his blockers, and he's a is a pretty cerebral player in that sense too. So I, that all seems like a good fit uh, to me for Tennessee's offense, and looks like he he will thrive in, in kind of a one cut and go uh, type type role, which is what Tennessee wants its running backs to to do a lot of times, uh, running a lot of zone plays and things like that. So I, I think a good fit for the offense, but just seems like a good fit culture wise too, and uh, has 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 really just been the. Uh, a, I think has has clicked well with with Jerry Mack and the rest of Tennessee staff since they started recruiting him a, a few months ago. So uh, not not again, just felt like one of those that that might be a match uh, for for a while now, and that was for a few different reasons. But I, but I certainly think the offensive fit and, and just the potential to to sort of be that home run back in Tennessee's offense, in, in addition to um, just just the way he fits in with the program and how how he uh, how he felt kind of at home at Tennessee from the start, uh, just because he's, you know, spent some time in East Tennessee and things like that. It all, it all sort of added up, but I, I think offensively and in terms of his skill set, um, there, there's a lot to like here about not just him, but him ending up at Tennessee because he looks like the type of back that you're looking for and kind of an, an every down runner uh, in this system. What about where he's from, Ryan? I said in the first segment uh, that we wanted to put a pin in this and ask about it in the second segment because obviously Salem, Virginia, it's a beautiful part of the country, but it's not an area that that tends to produce 
a tremendous amount of football players, that Roanoke area. I know Tennessee's had some players from there over the years, and they've been some really good players in the program. And as you said, that's an area where Tennessee, there's a there's a fair amount of Tennessee fans there. It's close enough to Knoxville. It, it, it feels culturally a little bit like East Tennessee too, that area of the country. So so there's a lot of there, there there's a lot of natural pull there for Tennessee, but it's also not an area where you see a ton of prospects on an annual basis. Obviously, this year's different. This young man's rated the number one overall prospect in Virginia. But what kind of competition is he playing uh, over there, and how much of a concern, if at all, is his his um, just sort of where he's from, if it is? Yeah, yeah, not a concern because you you, you see guys come out of areas like that all the time. You know, we we talked uh, not too long ago about about Tennessee adding Kellen Lindstrom, the four star edge rusher out of Springfield, Missouri, and that's that's another area of the country that I would say is not. Uh, he's not facing top level competition every single week. Um, uh, but that's, that's okay. He, he's, uh, he's in a good program there and, uh, has been well coached and, and has developed physically the way he needs to. And, uh, I, I think shown enough to, for, for coaches to feel confident in his skill set and, and his upside and just a, just a big guy. And, and with Peyton Lewis, similar situation in the sense that, yeah, he's, he's probably not facing uh, a lot of power five prospects every week, uh, with, with that part of the state that he's in. But, um, you know that what you're looking at on film, it, it it would translate against against anybody, and and he you don't see him necessarily just sprinting past everyone he he he's running against uh, on defense, but you know you don't you don't see him get chased down from behind <laughs> against anyone he's playing. He, he's once he gets in open field, he he tends to take it to the house, and and yet at the same time he's not just thriving on on speed. He's not just a speed guy, so. Uh, so in terms of his skill set, you know, I think a lot of what he does on film w- would translate well against against most competition that he would face. And so there's not uh, not, not a whole lot of reason, I don't think, to, to worry about that and just how he's going to uh, settle into the SEC. You know, there, there, there could be an adjustment there for anybody, but certainly not a situation like like Cameron Selden, where he's playing at such a small school. And that that was maybe a little bit of a concern for Selden coming out, not that he couldn't do it but yeah. just that he would face a transition maybe because he was at such a small school less of a concern um, now less of a concern after the spring for, tell you that for much. sure yeah he, he's he's definitely shown the skill set as we kind of always knew is is there um but yeah i, I mean certainly he's at a uh peyton lewis at, at a bigger school than that and 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 is is not facing bad competition by any means just not just not elite competition all the time uh in terms of high school teams so so yeah it, it's not a not a concern for sure but it's uh it's like you said, it's not an area that Tennessee is always able to rely on, uh, you know, being able to go in there and, and have some options. The interesting thing is Tennessee's been recruiting a couple of guys at that school um, this year. Uh, it, we'll, we'll see if anything comes of the other one. But um, but Chris Cole, a linebacker, uh, also out of the out of Salem, is a four star prospect now on 24 seven sports. Tennessee hosted him on a visit uh, earlier this year, offered him while he was there. And he's sort of just blown up from there, and and now it looks like Tennessee probably won't get an official visit from him unless something changes. Uh, his official visits uh, are, are set for Penn State, Notre Dame, Miami, and Georgia at this point. So that one's turned into a big time recruitment. So a little unusual that you have a couple guys there at the same school in that part of the state that that are both um, you know pretty coveted prospects that Tennessee's been involved with. But um, but that's the situation this year, and that that happens sometimes. So. Uh, but yeah, the, Tennessee would love to see that area produce uh, a little more consistently this type of player. But um, you know, it's it's a little more hit and miss right now, and that, and that's okay. And you know, sometimes those guys might be tough to to pull away from Virginia Tech if they want to stay home too. So there there's some other uh, other schools that can recruit that that part of the state too. 
um, even even Penn State, Ohio State, those types if they're if they're good enough. But we have seen Tennessee have some success there in the past, and and like we said, that's kind of a you know culture wise, it doesn't feel a lot different from Knoxville. It just I think it sort of felt like a, a natural spot for 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 Peyton Lewis to go to once he once he looked at Tennessee, and so that is a, a, a part of the country Tennessee would like to continue to recruit whenever possible. Yeah, heady times for uh, for Salem High School, it, it would seem. They, they're probably very excited about the season coming up, I would imagine they are with with that kind of talent there. But, but Ryan, last thing I've got, unless you got anything else to add, last question I have is, is sort of uh, about the, the Tennessee's looking at the running back position moving forward, kind of some other guys in this class and just how important it was to add a running back to this class. Cause you, you, you start to look at it. And again, this is, you know, top 10 class this year. looks like it's going to be another top 10 ish class this year, right, right in there already right now. And, you know, you got the quarterback you wanted, right. You, you've got a couple of dynamic kind of, you know, tied in, you got a couple of dynamic potential wide receivers in there. You, you've got a bunch of really nice pieces already to, to this offense, but I, I would imagine, and you would know this better than I would, I would imagine they're still looking at running backs in this class, right? They definitely are, and they've you know they they've they've been they cast a pretty wide net in this class. This is a better running back class nationally than I think what you saw in the twenty twenty three class. That's one of the reasons I think Tennessee had to get a little creative in the twenty twenty three class and get a guy like Cam Seldon that had some positional versatility to to where he's now maybe settling in as a running back, but at one point looked like a a possible receiver. So you you had to look around a little bit because that wasn't a very nationally at least wasn't a deep deep position group in this class a lot stronger Tennessee's got several options in play um, they're still going to host some guys on official visits in the coming weeks and 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 have a chance to to battle for some others moving forward but you know five-star Jarrett Gibson is out there out of IMG Academy in Florida he's visited Tennessee multiple times already going to take an official visit uh, in, in mid-June that's you know Texas has been the team to beat there, but Georgia, Florida, others still involved. So so Tennessee's got a lot of competition for him. Might be a tough pull, but Tennessee's still going to continue to swing there. Braylon Russell, I mentioned earlier, he he might be the most realistic of the other options at the moment. Uh, it, I think Arkansas still might be Tennessee's main competition there, and he's a former Arkansas commitment, so still could end up back with the Razorbacks. But Tennessee has done a nice job there. We'll get an official visit from him. Uh, in June, and and the Vols, I think, have a real shot. Uh, so if they could pair a, a guy like that, who, who brings some size and physicality, to go along with Peyton Lewis, who's who's more in the 190 range right now, and probably projects as a, you know, 200 to 210 pounder after a couple of years in the weight room, you know, that that'd be a nice tandem. I think that really complements each other well. So uh, I don't know that Tennessee is just dead set on taking two running backs in this class, but if they can get two, they like. I think they would be very open to that. And so if you can get a guy like Braylon, Braylon Russell or certainly Jared Gibson, uh, I, I don't think Tennessee's turning away a second running back by any means. But it's a position where they can sort of pick and choose. And if for some reason they miss out on others, they don't have to force the issue, I don't think, at least not right now, because they have established some pretty good depth so far at that position. You've got Jabari Small, who's a senior now, has, has an extra year of eligibility if he wants it, but – he's he's preparing to leave so you do need to find some other guys but um he, he might not leave after this season we don't know yet what he will do Jalen Wright is NFL draft eligible after this year but he's only a junior so could he leave early you know you don't know how many departures you'll have but aside from those two guys it looks like mostly young guys who are likely to stick around and of course you can never project what's going to happen with the transfer portal um so always a chance someone could get you know frustrated for playing time or whatever and and, and hit the door and and if you know, you, you want to be able to, to bring in two if you need them in that case. But 
Otherwise, Tennessee can kind of, for now at least, pick and choose a little bit, only take two if they can find two they like. And if they don't, then, then maybe you look back, uh, sit back and look at the possibility of, of making Peyton Lewis the only running back in this class. But they're in a, a very good spot with some good options still out there. Daniel Hill, a four-star from Mississippi that yeah. they're battling South Carolina for. Uh, that, it was interesting that Peyton Lewis and Daniel Hill both, you know, not necessarily Tennessee-South Carolina battles, but Tennessee's main competition has included South Carolina for both of those guys. South Carolina seems to think it's maybe the favorite right now, and, and Daniel Hill did name them his leader back in April at least. So so that's that's kind of the main competition, but Tennessee's still battling some other teams as well for Daniel Hill, and, and we'll see if, if they can get a little more traction with him moving forward. Uh, and, and still some other names out there that they're, you know, at least in the mix for um, uh uh, they had a really, uh, really impressive player uh, out of California, top 100 uh, prospect uh, that, that visited back in the uh, back in April. Nate Frazier out of Modern Day High School that, uh, that yeah. they're hoping to get an official visit from. So that's certainly among the big fish still out there. If you're looking for for sort of a big name that Tennessee might have a chance of landing now, Georgia and Alabama also in the picture there if he chooses to go to the SEC. But Tennessee really impressed him on his first visit, so we'll see what comes of that possibility. So still some other irons in the fire for sure. And Tennessee definitely not done at the running back position with the, with the addition of Peyton Lewis. Yeah, but uh, th- this is a big time addition though. And it looks like another nice get for an offensive class. That's really kind of, you know, falling into place and looking, looking pretty tasty already. And well, uh, you would, you would, well, you'd imagine that it would, because you know, this is a really nice offense to, to want to be a part of. Yeah. And like you said, you know, I, I think it's just a big deal to have some certainty at that position in this class now to sort of have this position addressed already and not to be scrambling or, or forcing the issue with anybody. You know, at this time last year, they, they were they were still very much or they were they were one of the top contenders for sure uh, for Cameron Seldon, the guy who was, again, an athlete that you didn't know for sure was going to be a running back. But he looked like an option there and, and they landed him by early July. But this position was still a question mark at this time last year, and um, they ended up adding Khalifa Keith later because they missed out on some other guys, and, and they offered Khalifa Keith in, I think, September uh, after, after kind of seeing him with some early senior film. So this has been a position they've had to look to address in the fall each of the past two years. If you could avoid doing that this year, it would make you feel a lot better about things for sure if you're, if you're Joey Halsley and Jerry Mack and that crew. Uh, just just kind of knowing that what you have coming in at that position makes you feel a bit better and keeps you from having to to, to maybe t- take a guy that's not as not as high on your board. I think you always feel good if you get one of your first guys. Sometimes those late late additions and, and guys you offer in the fall can work out just fine. But I think you always feel a little bit better when you can get guys that you've you know coveted for a while and that you offered, you know, almost a year before signing day. It, it always I think gives you a, a little more sense of security that hey, we're we're clearly getting one of our top targets and that's definitely the case here. So I think it's a big deal for Tennessee to get a guy like this and to get him early in the year and not have to worry about that position so much going forward. There you go. I think we can end on that optimistic note there, right there, Ryan. Thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it, as always. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 
on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247, where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock, got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got, and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys.